Wait a minute. Wait a minute, Doc. Uh, are you telling me that you built a time machine? Out of a DeLorean? The way I see it, if you're gonna build a time machine into a car, why not do it with some style? We've made it to 88 episodes. Yes, we have. My calculations are correct. When this baby hits 88 miles per hour, we're going to see some serious shit. And we're going to see some serious shit today. Are we? Well, no, not really. But we had to play this theme. I did Uh, see some serious shit today. Oh, yeah? Which I'm sure we'll get to the Cody Rhodes documentary. Oh, yes, that's awesome. That was, yeah, we'll, talk, uh, we'll talk about it. Heavy, as Marty would say. At points. Yes, it was, very good. it was very good. We'll talk about all that stuff. Huey oh. Lewis, one of the best parts of the 80s, 80s music in general. Yes. Awesome. One of so, the best parts of the movie American Psycho. Oh, yeah, that's right. The best thing that came out of that was the Weird Al parody of him and Huey Lewis and that whole reenactment of the scene from American Psycho. Yep. Uh, I think it was Funny or Die did it. So fucking hilarious. Yep. Um, so, first thing I want to talk about this week is I am going to dissolve the Geek Blurb um, document that does all of our ratings, our pineapple ratings. Okay. I'm going to go to Letterboxd. I know you've been on Letterboxd for a while. Um, I haven't done it yet, but I'm going to transition everything over there, and I'm going to post it in the podcast every week, the link to our um, individual Letterbox accounts. Letterbox is a social account that tracks movies, um, tracks yep. ratings you can for movies. rate and review them. It does, it does a five-star rating, which is perfect for us because we do the five pineapples. So all of our ratings uh, separately are going to be find, found on there. Kevin's already on there, and he's got a, quite a few uh, uh, movies linked up on there already. Um, what's your, uh, do you know what your username is on there right now? Uh, all my socials is, uh, at Kevco TV. Okay. See, uh, and mine will probably be Geek Blurb, I think. I can't remember. Yours is Geek Blurb. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, we'll, uh, I'll do that soon and I will announce that on the podcast, uh, coming soon. So, let's get into a quick, 
Actually, I got quite a few things to talk about on the Fat Fucks. Because I'm fat, fat, I'm fat. Just on a side note, um, I have a dog sitting next to me that's barking her head off, and I have a cat in heat that keeps wandering around the house, so you're going to be hearing a lot of serious shit today in the background of this podcast. Um, so, Loki, coming out in October, uh, McDonald's is currently doing a collaboration with them. Um, it's going to be a tie-in sauce, of just relabeling their sweet and sour sauce. Um, Logie branded. They're going to have Logie, uh, Loki um, logos on the front of the sweet and sour sauce. Um, but they're also doing it as a featured meal in movies. It's kind of deal that they're doing um, where McDonald's has been featured in a lot of movies in the past from like Coming to America, Richie Rich, uh, The Fifth Element. Uh, they've been in The Office, a whole bunch of movies that they're kind of listing in their, in their social campaign right now. Um, and, and they are changing a lot of the... Uh, they're doing a lot of Loki tie-ins, too, because that's the latest thing that they're going to be uh, doing in Loki Season 2 coming up. So, um, where I think Sylvie works at McDonald's in the show. Um, so, yeah. And uh, I also saw that Lay's is coming out with limited edition um, flavor. It's kind of like a flavor swap um, where they're going to have regular, regular Lay's um, with the Doritos Cool Ranch flavor. They're going to have the Kettle Cooked Lay's with the Ruffles, Ruffles All Dress, which is a Canadian-only brand, which is, has pretty much every flavor of chip combined into it. Have you one. ever had the All Dressed? I've had the Humpty Dumpty ones. I haven't had the Ruffles Yeah, ones. I don't think I've had the Ruffles one, whichever. Somebody brought them into work. They're really good. Yeah, it's uh, very tangy. It's, uh, you get the definitely yeah. you get the ketchup flavor from it. Yeah, it's very ketchup-y, barbecue-y type deal. Yeah. Um, they're going to have a Wavy, uh, wavy Lay's Funyuns flavor. We talked about Funyuns last week. And they're also going to have a Cheetos cheese-flavored Lay's, regular Lay's-flavored che- uh, potato chip. So, yeah, I'd like to try to find those. I know they're limited edition, limited time. I'm not sure uh, exactly if they're on the shelves, but I'm going to keep an eye out. Um, pumpkin Spice Everywhere just started up. Uh, we got a couple months until uh, Halloween. Pumpkin Spice is huge with coffee. And also going to be a Frosty at Wendy's. Wendy's is going to be coming out with a Pumpkin Spice Frosty. What's your feelings on pumpkin flavor, pumpkin spice in general? We talked about this last year, and I'm not yeah, a big fan of it. Did. Yeah, um, me neither. It's overrated. Yeah. Um, pumpkin pie is okay, but for the most part, I'm not a huge fan of it. Pumpkin cheesecake for me. Um, yeah, Pumpkin beer is okay. That's enough. Yeah, you, yeah, you like the beer. Um, so yeah, keep an eye out for that. And Cinnamon Toast Crunch is coming out with a Cinnagram Toast Crunch. Um, it's going to be like a, it's gonna be like a um, Golden Grams with the cinnamon... Uh, sugar swirled all over it. So, yeah, I would be interested in trying that. I don't know what it's going to taste like. Probably exactly what you would expect. But uh, love love Cinnamon Toast Crunch. A lot of people don't. It gives them that weird um, tinny flavor after they eat their uh, yeah. copper, <coughs> copper um, aftertaste. But I do. I like them. Hey, I'm not. Um, so, what we watched this week. Um, you already mentioned that you watched the American Nightmare uh, becoming yep. Cody Rhodes documentary. We'll talk about that first. Um, great documentary. It's on. It's on Peacock right now. It's a. It's one of the best produced WWE documentaries in a very, very long time. Um, and I think, I, like I told you in our text, I think it's because they talked a lot about the indie part of it 
and where yep. where Cody went after he took his break from WWF a few years ago. He went in the indie circus, became a superstar in the indies, where that eventually turned into the AEW thing, and and they got the deal with uh, with um, TNT and and Win Warner and did the whole Dynamite thing, and then he eventually left and came back to WWE, and that's his this is his story of re- return, um, facing facing Brock Lesnar and losing at WrestleMania this past year. Um, so it's all it's all a story of Cody's uh, redemption or trying to fill his father's uh, yep. bootstraps, and it's very good, very very good. Um, if you're even yeah, mildly into wrestling, it's very good. It's my third favorite of their documentaries. Um, the WrestleMania one's my favorite, and the mm-hmm. CM Punk one is my second favorite because yeah. that's also another one where that that broke a lot of barriers yeah. at the time because they showed a lot of his Ring of Honor <laughs> stuff. Yeah. Um, for like the first four or so of the documentary. Um, yeah, this was excellent. Uh, the heavy stuff is when he's like talking about his father. I know you've lost your father, so like I don't know how that hit you. Yes, um, but I just recently lost my mother, so it was just because the whole thing was building. Obviously, we knew his father died in 2015. Um, and then the, what happened to him after and uh, him eventually leaving the company and just basically quitting and coming back and able to to grow his career to the point where he could become the American Nightmare. Um, which is his best gimmick. But the fact that he was labeled, he was given all these terrible gimmicks and he did everything and got them all over was outstanding. Um, even the Stardust character, which he hated doing, uh, was over as hell um, at one point. You just, like they said, he never could have been a heavyweight champion with that gimmick. And so, he was, uh, yeah. and he was, Very he was good a, at the time, he was a WWE lifer. Like he said in the documentary, yeah. he wasn't going to be fired. <laughs> He was going to be there forever, and it was because of the name Dusty. And plus, he had a good reputation behind the scenes and, and as yeah. a good person. So he was going to be there unless he unless he put his notice in. So um, great document. Be quiet. I mean, That's enough. He he talks about how he basically tried to get fired by drinking during the shows um, yeah. after his matches because he was only a mid carter, so he could work the first hour or whatever of the show, and then uh, he would just go pour whiskey and Gatorade and he was like I think I was doing it to kind of get fired because it was so hard to quit yep yeah, great so, documentary yeah. Oh, yeah very good Yep. Um, also Dark Side of the Ring finale we talked about it in, at length last week all the episodes that we didn't catch but we did catch the finale and it was on Marty Jannetty <laughs> we've, ta- we've talked a lot on this show about how Hulk Hogan is the ultimate liar in wrestling Marty Jannetty has him fucking beat uh, These stories, well, yeah, yeah there. Yeah, Marty, Marty has stories that are just out there. The only difference between Marty's stories and Hogan's story is Marty actually <laughs> announced that he may have committed a murder. <laughs> yep, and that's that's the huge part of the docu- of this episode of Dark Side, and uh, it's gone all over social this week after the episode aired, where they're calling him a murderer. Um, again, because it happened a couple of years ago on social. Yeah, they've already Facebook. investigated it. Yeah, they've investigated it. They say he's just a storyteller, and they couldn't find any evidence that it had happened. But yeah, Marty Jannetty, the uh, half, the other half of the Rockers, when, when it's all about Shawn Michaels' rise to fame and how Marty kind of stopped right there when the Rockers broke up, when yeah. uh, when Shawn Michaels threw him through the glass in like 1993 or 92, right? So yep. yeah, it's it's um, yeah it's crazy. The whole entire series is over, and I and I've mentioned it before that um, this series is great, and they keep they keep pulling great stories. Out, and I don't and I don't know how they do it, but they always every season gets very very good, 
And they always end up finding good stories on wrestlers. There's just a lot of fucked up shit that happened in wrestling in the early days. And I, I think they may be able to get another season out. There's a few other topics that they could touch. What do you think? We haven't really... I didn't put it in the notes or anything. What other topics do you think they haven't tackled yet? Maybe like the, in the whole, a whole like two episodes of ECW, maybe? Like what other yeah, topics? Yeah, ECW, although that's been done to death by the WWE yes, themselves. Yeah. WWE themselves. Um, but yeah, I think ECW would be a good one. Um, anybody I in don't ECW. Know. Like yeah. any char- anybody, they, any one of those guys, because a lot of them have passed. So it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's the thing. Anybody who's passed, which has been a lot of them, you get to do a Kurt Henning yep. episode. There's so much shit yep. that could happen. British um, Bulldog. Yeah, I don't think yep. they'd done one on him. Nope. They did one on Dynamite Kid, right? Yes, they did, yeah. Okay, thought um, so. That was, I think, season one. Or yeah, there's, there's a lot um, there. Yeah, you could cover anything. Yeah. Um, I think Owen Hart. Did they do an Owen Hart episode? They did, they, they, did, did, they, did Owen, they? they did Owen, yeah. Um, they did Owen. It's hard for me to remember because the seasons are like year and a half spaced out or so. So You know what they didn't um, do, which I think would be a great episode? They didn't do the Goldberg kicking Bret Hart in the head. And how Bret Hart right. is that would be a, that would be a great how that whole entire that whole entire career was ended just by that kick and how Bret Hart yep. is taking it all of his uh, interview skills now to bury yes. Bill Goldberg. He won't call him Goldberg yes. at all. He calls him Bill Goldberg. Yeah. In every single interview and vignette he does about him, but um, yeah, there, there's there's I think there's a few more there's a few more stories that they could tell. That, that there's stuff that we don't like every season. There's stuff that we don't know. It's brand new to me, especially, and uh, it's just great to hear, great to see this stuff. So it's yep. a good show. If you haven't seen it, I believe every season except for the new ones on Hulu, and I'm sure this one will be on there eventually too. So, um, Dark Side of the Ring. Um, I also watched the Amazing Journey, the story of the Who documentary. I watched that last week and it came out in 2007. I love the Who. Um, wanted to mention his great documentary um, tells about the story, the rise and and the death of Keith Moon and how the who kind of went on. Um, great mu- great music, uh, great band. Came out during the Beatles, different sound than the Beatles. Uh, more more of a Rolling Stones, more of a rocker, but great great documentary. Um, also wanted to mention a podcast. Um, mentioned Burt Kreischer before, and Burt cast this week. He had the Lawrence Brothers. If you're a fan of the 90s, the Lawrence Brothers were huge. Joey Lawrence was, was everywhere in the early 90s, late 80s. He was on Blossom. Um, he had a show with his brothers called Brotherly Love. Um, Matthew Lawrence, of course, we've talked about him on this show a lot with uh, Boy Meets World. Um, and he was also in, fuck, Matthew Lawrence was in um, uh, Mrs. Doubtfire. He was in a lot of stuff. They were all in a lot of stuff. Um, well, they all three of them were on the Burt cast in a great nostalgic 90s talk. Um, I think it was about two hours, maybe a little bit over two hours. It was a great talk. Um, talked a lot about their rise. Talked about being kidnapped as a kid. Um, the, um, Joey Lawrence, um, I think he chased it. He chased a mugger down the street when he was five years old. Um, this is his mother tells him. Um, so yeah, it was a great, I wanted to bring that up because it is a great, it's on YouTube too. If you search Burt cast, the Lawrence Brothers, you'll find it. Um, if you're into 90s nostalgia like we are, um, and of course Blossom and Whoa and all that shit, <laughs> and he also and he also talked about how the which I thought is a great story. Um, before Friends aired, they brought the whole entire cast of Friends in. Actually, I think it was before they even filmed the first pilot to get Joey Tribbiani's from Friends. They wanted that character to be more like Joey from Blossom. So they brought him in to kind of shadow the show, and 
they wanted to they wanted him to get the manner, mannerisms of Joey Lawrence down. So so when you see Friends, the Joey Tribbiani character done by um, Matt LeBlanc is basically a ripoff of Joey Lawrence. And they talked yep. about how that was that was true that they actually were on set watch and they were kind of shadowing Joey Lawrence during that time right before the show started right before they filmed the the pilot of Friends. So I thought that was a really cool yep. story, a uh, great podcast. And I also wanted to bring up who do you think had the bigger career in the eighties and nineties? Joey, you think about it, Joey Lawrence probably did, but Matthew Lawrence did too. I mean, he was on a few seasons of Boy Meets World. He got extreme popularity in the late nineties. Yeah, um, and of course I mentioned he was in Mrs. Doubtfire. Um, Joey Lawrence was in Summer Rental. He's a whole bunch of shit too. So, who do you think had the bigger career of the two? Looking back uh, now, ha- having older sisters, I would definitely say Joey. Yeah, um, he was on the cover of every magazine. He was. I think he was the first time I ever saw. Uh, I was probably like whatever seven or whenever he was on the cover of those magazines. I ever saw somebody with like abs like that. Like we've always seen like big jacked up dudes like Schwarzenegger or not, but he was like the first like insanely cut dude and he was on the cover of like every teen magazine yep. back in the early 90s um matthew never got to that uh matthew was the one that was on boy meets, boy world, meets right? world yep he never yeah he never got to that level of fame of being on all the i mean earlier in the boy meets world like sean was on like teen beat and all that stuff and yes. so was topanga and he i don't remember that. matthew ever yeah i don't remember matthew ever really getting to that point of being like the teen heartthrob which joey no. was um where they're both incredibly successful in their own rights um he's actually talked about it i think because I, I actually started listening to their podcast they have a, a podcast called brother, brother, uh, brotherly love podcast um and he actually talked about how he didn't want to be like his brother he didn't want that right. that certain fame where he where he where he, where he, st- where he got away from that he didn't want that team beat magazine front yeah. page uh, career so when he was on boy Me's world he kind of put a stop to that um, he started doing those type of appearances, mall appearances, anything that would get that attention from that crowd. Um, their mother was also their manager at the time, so it's this crazy story. Um, like I mentioned, they have a podcast themselves. But if you want to, if you want to hear a condensed version of that podcast, uh, watch the Burt Cast on YouTube, The Lord okay. Um And you mentioned last week that you watched Joyride. I watched yeah. it as well. Joyride is a good movie. No way in any shape or form is it the best comedy I've seen in the last decade. It right. is not the next super bad. It's not even the next. It may be closer to, to Bridesmaids, which you haven't seen. Um, yeah. It's very funny. It's um, pretty much what I expected it to be. Yeah. It's uh, it's uh, good to see some R-rated comedies, but you got a yes. lot of that. You get a lot of that woke shit now. You're, it's, you're not going to get the R-rated comedies that we grew up on, unfortunately. But it's yep. a lot of women. Yep. A lot of uh, ethnic women or of different ethnicities. So, um, good movie. Um, if I were to rate it, I would probably give it a three and a half. I, yep. I would rewatch it in a couple years down the road. It's not, yeah. it's not something I would go out and go out of my way to watch. Um, yeah. I think Bridesmaid is better than this. Super Bad is top notch for me anyway. So, yeah, <clears throat> that's what I think of it. Yep. Yeah, it was good. Um, <laughs> the part that really got me, though, where I was really laughing is when uh, they were like, she's not even Chinese, she's South Korean. Then somebody's yes. like, at least she's not Japanese. Then you hear somebody else go, stop being a racist. <laughs> but uh, yeah, the movie was it was good. It was nice to see an R-rated comedy. I really look forward to uh, the movie about the pets later this summer. Yep. Strays um, actually comes out next week. Strays, yep. 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 Um, 
So yeah, that's it for what we watched. Did you watch? You, you've been working. You didn't watch anything else. No, I actually watched um, something about Mary for the first time since probably like oh. VHS days, because um, we were talking about Joyride. Is people were saying it was the funniest thing since Superbad. Superbad was kind of like the funniest thing since Something About Mary. Mm-hmm. Um, I fucking love Something About Mary. I have Great no movie. idea why. I never, I never bought it on DVD for some reason. Oh. Uh, I think I had the VHS, but I never got the DVD of it. And uh, yeah, the movie's awesome. I love that's, everything about that movie. Yeah, that's one of the first ones I think I bought on DVD. I yep. remember back in the day. Yeah, great movie. So, uh, with that being said, let's get into the news. We are kind of in a lull right now because we're in a writer strike. Not a lot of news, but we have a few things to talk about. Um, box office last week was pretty big still. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles was the the big new movie that came out. Meg 2, The Trench. Never saw the first one, but that also came out last week. And they were also, they were projected to have openings of $28 million each, um, racing against Oppenheimer for the second uh, spot. And Barbie was going to continue to dominate the box office. And uh, that's exactly what happened. Barbie made $53 million last week. Um, Meg took in the second place for uh, $30 million. Oppenheimer took 28.7 million for third and Ninja Turtles took in 28 million for fourth and uh, the very very next one in the list is 20 million less was uh, Haunted Mansion which is what they're calling a failure which I want to see it's just I probably would want to watch it on Disney Plus rather than going to the theater and in October yeah when it'll probably be on Disney Plus it should have been it'll be there it'll be there uh, end yeah. of October, I assume. Yeah, it should have been but, a holiday movie, yeah. for sure. Yeah. Yep. Um, it also made, Barbie, made $1 billion at the global box office. Um, huge, huge, uh, remarkable yep. feat for that movie. First female um, director, solo female director to reach the billion dollar mark. Yep. And, uh, yeah, one for the third consecutive weekend and still going strong. I know next weekend we've got Strays, like we mentioned, and also uh, Blue Beetle, which is getting good reviews i think it just had a premiere in latin america and they're getting great reviews down there um saying that it's a well, we'll talk about it in the news a little bit later but saying that it's does great for the latin culture so we'll see about that um it also barbie cro- crossing one billion dollars is now the highly grossing gro- highest grossing comedy movie of all time um the the winner of that long long time ago was the very first home alone movie so now it is the number one highest-grossing comedy of all time, um, and Oppenheimer, still very successful, um, is going to extend their run at IMAX 70 millimeter, which is none around here. But the it's so popular, it's in demand. Every single every single screening of the 70 millimeter has been sold out. So uh, and there's not a lot after Blue Beetle next week. There's not a lot of big big movies coming out until October. I think uh, Dune comes out the end of October, correct? Uh, yes, that's uh, beginning of November. But yeah, it, that's yep. if it releases this year. Right, everything's getting pushed back. So yeah, everything that was supposed to come out in October, I think, uh, uh, was supposed to come out in October. Oh, uh, uh, um, Craven, that got pushed back. So there's not a lot of yep. stuff coming out now. Um, we'll talk about that in a little bit too. Um, so let's get into the rest of the news. Um, Disney rumor this week they did a they did a uh, they did a thing with the shareholders a little little talk where uh, there was all, there was speculation that Disney there's always this is always speculation that Disney could sell to Apple. Um, I think it's only because Apple is a big company that could afford it. 
Um, and, and, mer and a merger like that would be great for Apple because they're always looking for new content, old content for their yep. Disney, for their uh, Apple Plus stuff that they have. We'll talk about it in a minute. Well, we may actually talk about it right now. Um, Disney announced that their price hike at Disney Plus and Hulu is going to happen starting in October, I believe. And everything that they have is going up. I remember when Disney Plus was seven ninety nine a month, um, and that's not going to happen. And that's I think the uh, the ads version is still going to be seven ninety nine a month, but the no ads version, which was the original seven ninety nine a month, is going up to thirteen ninety nine a month now. So almost double in price since it it came out what three years ago. Yeah. Um, Hulu, going from. I believe thirteen ninety nine to seventeen ninety nine a month. So everybody's calling that the new Netflix. They're calling that oh we're gonna cancel. That's the whole the whole thing on social media right now. Let's cancel Hulu. Um, Disney Plus with Hulu with ads without ads. I believe they're having a deal a bundle deal of, yes for uh, nineteen ninety nine, which is a good deal. I think that's what I pay now for Hulu, ESPN Plus, and Disney, which ESPN Plus. Also going up a couple of dollars, um, which I probably I'm probably gonna downgrade because I haven't watched these ESPN. I don't know if you have either because I know you have my credentials. No. But, um, speaking of credentials, they are also going to crack down on password sharing, just like Netflix. Bad idea. Um, they are exploring ways to address account sharing. Uh, and the best options for paying subscribers to share their accounts with friends and family. In other words, they're going to charge you. Um, later this year, they will begin to update their subscriber agreements and additional terms and sharing policies. And they're going to roll out this in 2024 sometime. Um, so, yeah, they already have the, the capability to monitor a lot of this, they say. Um, I believe on Apple TV they don't. I'm not 100% sure on that. I think that's why Netflix hasn't really cracked down on Apple TV. But, um, yeah, I, I don't know. But, there's yeah, it's everything's going to do that because they think it's going to get more subscribers um, if you're sharing, if you're sharing the password with your sister or your mother, or your brother, um, and they really, really want it and they can't get to it, and they have to sign up for themselves, that's what that's what they're hoping. Um, I don't know. Disney Disney Plus does have a lot of great stuff. Plus, they got the Marvel and Star Wars brand, so it's one of those things where they're branded, so they will get some subscribers if they lose if they lose this um, sharing uh, situation. Um, I'm not sure how Netflix. I haven't really read up about much of how this uh, sharing had happened. The sharing, sto uh, the stopping of the sharing of the passwords with Netflix happened. I don't know what the results of that have been. I know there was a drop off in the beginning, but I don't know if they've gained any subscribers. It'd be interesting. To no, see. they've they had their biggest month uh, in years in July. Interesting. So yeah, maybe they're right, but uh, I I haven't seen any. I know. Uh, plus, I haven't. I don't think I've signed into Netflix in a while, so. Yeah, I, I haven't I used it in forever. Yeah, I don't know. It may be time. I'm to probably going to drop Disney Plus too soon because I barely use that. Yeah, it's. I mean, I use HBO and I use Hulu. The thing about the the thing about Disney Plus, well, I get HBO for free, but the thing about Disney Plus, um, it's all old stuff. It's all stuff you've right. already seen, except for maybe twice a year when you have a Star Wars or a Marvel show. And it's probably yeah. going to be even less than that way Bob Iger, my, uh, the way that Bob Iber, Iger talks, he doesn't want to rely on that uh, Disney Plus subscriber base for that. So I don't know. We'll have to wait and see. Um, also this week, huge Marvel news. 
um, coming out of Marvel, the v VFX workers have voted to unionize a Disney, um, setting a industry first industry trying to be an industry standard to have a union. So if anything happens where money money is a problem, they're all unionized. It's all it's all it's all legally bound. Um, where they're going to make a certain amount of money, especially because of all the hard work that went into a lot of these shows. Um, it'll also cut back on hours. It would, it would regulate the way that, that things are done, um, and how and how things how things come out. And I know we talk a lot about it on this show, where the the VFX, especially at Marvel, has been horrible because they're they're trying to the fast fast pace all this shit coming out, and especially after the pandemic. But um. So yeah, I, I I think that's a good thing for them. Um, I think I think other studios may follow suit after that. Um, they also announced on Disney that I Am Groot, the second season coming out on September sixth in a couple of weeks. Um, it was an okay show. It was a little animated shorts. Uh, came out a couple of years ago. Um, told a little bit of story, the background of Groot, in very very quick five minute, ten minute clips. Um, it was okay, and they're gonna do a second season of that, so that's coming out in September. Um, also, Emma Corrin, she's she was cast in Deadpool three as the villain. They're saying that she's going to be playing Charles Xavier's evil twin from the comics, Cassandra Nova. Don't know much about her, but I know uh, I know uh, Xavier is a uh, has a lot of family issues in the comics. Put him Juggernaut, um, Legion. There's a whole bunch of there's a mess with 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 Xavier. So um, interesting to see where this movie goes. I'm sure we're going to get a uh, delay on that as well. Um, and Adam Devine this week says the superhero films killed comedies. Um, Marvel ruined it. You go to the theater and you expect to watch something that costs $200 million to make and comedy movies aren't that. I think that he is a little um, out of touch with that. I don't think it's the Marvel problem. I think it's the problem that comedies are woke right now. You can't push the envelope that you could push 10 years ago. You can't even push the envelope you could do 5 years ago. Um... This new generation coming up are walking. You have to walk around eggshells on anything. Anything considered woke, you're you're you have a red flag put up, and uh, any any you can't like we talk about it a little bit, but like The Office couldn't be made now. Superbad couldn't even be made now. There's a lot of movies that were made that, that we love growing up that are canceled, that are easily yep. canceled. And yeah, I, 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 I love an R, a good R-rated movie, but there's not a lot of them because there's just not a there's not a lot of people want to pull the trigger. You don't see a lot of good Seth Rogen movies anymore. You don't see a lot of, and he, he still puts out movies every once in a while, but not like he was because the climate has changed. Unfortunately, maybe it'll get better, but the way this generation is, maybe not. I don't know. Um, so yeah, um, Star Wars. Lucasfilm is playing a what-if style series exploring the galaxy's multiverse. Um, there was rumors that Ahsoka was going to kind of uh, explore this a little bit when that comes out. Uh, exploring multiple uh, versions, like a what-if story from Marvel, kind of a multiple versions of what if Darth Vader wasn't the one that went to the dark side. Maybe it was something else happened, so on and so forth. Um, kind of be interesting. Um, the director of Spider-Man trilogy, um, Webb, I can't remember his name. Um, he said that the Spider-Man tri trilogy is considered one big origin story. Um, that's how they did it. That's what they wanted to do. Spider-Man 4 is supposed to be the introduction of the character 
after the origin, so that was always the plan. So yeah, it's kind of what we figured too. Um, yeah, um, Webb did the uh, the Amazing Spider-Man ones. He didn't do these ones. Who's, um, the, who's the guy who did these ones? Uh, Kevin Googles. I, I just I just read the book. John Watts. Watts. Um, yes, that's right. Yeah. I I just listened to the uh, with great power book uh, by Sean O'Connell, which is the entire history of uh, Spider-Man through No Way Home uh, on the big screen, and. Um, yeah, there, there was an entire chapter dedicated to this subject alone about how it was basically the entire origin story was the trilogy and how they have one more deal, currently one more movie, but uh, it'll probably end up, they go a movie at a time, so they'll probably end up doing another two or three with yeah. Holland. Yeah, so. definitely, definitely. Because um, it's a good relationship for both Sony and Marvel right yeah. now. Um, they also announced that Madam Web coming out in February of next year um, Sydney Sweeney is going to be playing Julia Carpenter, aka Spider Woman, in that movie. Um, we kind of already figured there was going to be some sort of a Spider Woman, Spider Girl, or something going on in yep. that movie. I thought she was already signed to play that character, so this isn't news to me. I feel like I heard she was in Madame Web a long time ago. Yeah, I think this is official. I think they've been trying. I think yeah. the studio has been slowly releasing. Yeah, stuff they have. They have nothing going yeah, on right now. I think she was cast a while ago, and I think they just announced this is actually who she is in the yeah. movie. I think so too. Um, yeah. But yeah, she's a good actress. Yeah. She's great in Euphoria. Um, Dwayne Johnson was on Kevin Hart's thing that he has on Peacock. It's like a show he does and interviews people. Um, Dr. Dre was on a couple weeks ago and he had The Rock on this week. Talked about his time on Black Adam and he didn't get a se- it didn't get a sequel because of the new leadership he says at Warner Brothers. Um, talks a lot about that. Talks a lot about the COVID related stoppages that happened kind of ruined it. Um, and everything that happened with James Gunn, and he's not sure why it didn't, why it wasn't considered successful because it didn't make money. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I, Black Adam was an okay movie. I don't, I don't think yeah, it was as bad fine. as a lot of the stuff that's come out lately. It's pretty entertaining. Entertaining, yeah. yeah. It was I fun. It was, I thought it was a good theater theater flick. Um, but it also costs way too much for a character nobody knows anything about. Yes. And it I mean the long. DC EU. Yeah, it took way too long. The DC EU is kind of a. Has a uh, stench on the brand right now, yeah. Um, which I feel bad for Blue Beetle because it seems like everyone involved in that project is good people, uh, but we'll see. Yep. Um, David Ayer says that James Gunn promised Suicide Squad uh, would have a director's cut and will have its time. Um, he said that in the yes. beginning. Um, yes. you know, they also there was also we talked about it last week that um, I think we talked about it last week that Gail Godot was told that. Um, that she yep. was going to have and a sequel. That's not happening. Like I said, they probably had. I think I said this last week. They probably had that same meeting around the time they met with Ben. Yeah. And then Ben came out a month or two after and said he's met with them, but he's not interested in what they're doing, etc. Et yep. Um Maybe she's trying to stay relevant. I don't know. I think um, so. She has a new Netflix movie coming out. Um, but it's odd that we haven't heard from Gunn on this because he seems to talk about most things on social media. He actually. But, did, uh, we'll didn't see. he? Didn't he say that he is not going to talk about anything anymore? That I think he right, might have right around the time um, Guardians came out. I think he said that he's not going to be talking about on social media anymore. Any more uh, rumors is going to be done doing right and, and and talking about it. So yeah, um, yep. Kind of kind of already knew this is probably going to happen, but the Emmys have officially delayed. It's supposed to I think happen next month. Um, they're going to yep. be delayed till the beginning of twenty twenty four, right around uh, right around Oscar time. So yeah, we'll have to wait and see about that. Um, we talked about the nominations a, a little while ago, but yeah, it kind of sucks, but we are kind of figured that. 
And Kevin Smith has a SAG waiver to shoot his new movie, the 430 movie. Do you know anything about that movie? I know nothing about it except for the name. Um, I know it's about going to a movie theater when he was young, kind of like, um, kind of a lot like uh, Stand By Me, set in the 80s. Yep. I think it's about his life as well, about him as a kid. Going to the movie theater, watching, sneaking into a movie theater at 4.30, I believe. That's where the t- name comes from. But yeah, he's, uh, he's, he's, it's an independent movie, so he's got a waiver from SAG, because you can do independent movies if it's under a certain budget. So it is, and he's going to be filming that soon. Um, he's been talking about it a lot on his podcast, so I wanted to bring that up. Um, there's going to be a Marvel DC parody se- series on HBO called The Franchise, starring Aya Cash from The Boys... Um, I can't remember her name on the boys, but she was the uh, she was um the Star- Nazi uh, yes storm the, she was storm storm front breaker no storm front yes um, well she's gonna be starring in this show um, it's gonna have the showrunner of uh, of um, succession um, it's going to have uh, a showrunner from Veep or one of the writers from Veep or somebody I don't know but um. Yeah, another parody that's going to be parodying Marvel and DC and everything that happens behind the scenes and stuff. So we'll have to wait and see. Um, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Finally in news. There's not a lot to talk about this week. Street Fighter VI um, announced that they're going to have these DLC costumes for $15 a piece for the Ninja Turtles. One, You can buy one for $15, another one. So for $60, you can get these costumes for DLC of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. For Street Fighter, and the fans have set out an outcry. How they said that's <laughs> ridiculous. I, I hate DLC because it's gotten it's gotten yeah. worse. Um, I know Call of Duty is pretty bad. Isn't it Call of Duty where um, or there's something else? Maybe I know uh, Star Wars Battlefront had that problem. Yeah, it was Battlefront. Ba- Call of Duty, where, you don't have to buy anything. Where you where you had to pretty much buy almost like an iOS game. You had to buy your way to win that win yeah. or get to the top. That was uh, Battlefront. Yeah. yeah, yeah. With Call of Duty, you can buy guns and stuff, but they uh, changed the uh, they nerf guns so often that if you pay like for a gun, it'll be great for like maybe three days, and then it'll be back to like being like plateaued out like every other gun. Right. Um, so I mean, Call of Duty mostly. If you want to buy anything, you can buy skins, which I did buy the John McClane skin back in a oh, few nice. years ago when that was out, and the Snoop Dogg one uh, last year or the year before. Um, but yeah, I mean, for the most part, Call of Duty doesn't do that, which is good, um, and it ruins games, especially like they can put out a game that's essentially broken and then just fix it with this type of DLC stuff and whatnot at a later point if they want to. But uh, yeah, charging fifteen dollars is stupid. Yep. Uh, I know we haven't seen the movie, but the new Mutant Mayhem movie is doing pretty good in the box office. Yeah. And um, we already kind of figured that Shredder wasn't a part of it. We, we kind of figured the the Foot Clan wasn't a part of it, and, and uh, we were right. The director has talked about that in the sequel. It's set up that Shredder will be a part of it. Um, spoiler alert, if you haven't seen the movie, I believe there's an after credit scene where they mention his name. Like, oh my god, they said the name. Yeah. So, um, I do want to see the movie. It does look good. Everybody says it's good. I know Chris, we talked to Chris about yep. it. He said it was great. Um, so, yeah, unfortunately, that's it for news. Uh, Rider Strike has fucked us up. This <laughs> is our first lull podcast under 40 minutes. But um, next week, Stray's Blue Beetle come out. Only Murders in the Building came out this week. I haven't watched the first episode. I'm going to. Twisted Metal, still want to see it. I've heard from friends of mine that say it's amazing, it's great. Have you wa- have you had a time to watch any Twisted Metal yet? 
No, uh, my buddy Matt does thinks it's awesome. So. Yeah, everybody says it's awesome, and they say t- uh, they say Samoa Joe's character, um, done by Will Arnett, the voice, is fantastic. Um, awesome! So I-, I can't wait to see that. And Ahsoka is in a week and a half, so we've got quite a few things coming up in the end of the month. So we're going to talk about that. We'll have a few things to talk about, and that's it. And we'll talk to everybody next week. Peace. Peace.